Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another podcast here on the Brazilian Dragon. It is me, Felipe. And no, we are not talking about Big Brother 7 All-Stars today. We have one more of those podcasts coming up, and that will be coming to your feed soon. Today, we are talking about Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, though. And who else could I talk about Halloween things with than the one and only Kate, Eva, Longoria, Gloria, Estefan, Evans. That's not your real name, but you just deserve an introduction with the legends up there my favorite white person who i call latina (laughs) even though you're not i can say that you can't um hello everybody we've missed you here on the brazilian dragon it's been a hot minute you haven't shown up since june when we recapped the first halloween town how have you been that's an interesting question. Um, I've been okay. I work, you know, like 80 hours a week. Um, so it's been uh, exhausting, but I work at Spirit. So I feel like it's pretty fitting. Kate is working three jobs these days, mi gente. Um, she is working for that money, the, the money that um, Aggie can't provide for her on her own. She needs to do some other no one in halloween town works do they what nobody in halloween town works right yes they do remember in the first one when there's a barber yeah yeah yeah. i remember that now but like the main characters don't work no does aggie have that inheritance which i think aggie has inheritance money um i think gwen works but she works in the real world gwen works in the mortal world of course um but yeah, so we're here to talk about Halloween Town 2. Um, Kate wanted to hit all the Halloween Towns eventually, but what better time to do it than Halloween Town season? Halloween season is uh, 24 hours and four minutes away is Halloween as we are recording this podcast. <laughs> Kate is freaking the hell out. She is not ready to go to spirit that day. Um but we have a fantastic podcast. We watched the movie. I've watched it twice in the last two days. Kate watched it one time with me on that new Disney Plus group watch feature. How'd you think about that feature? I think it was really nice, but I think that there are improvements they could make. First, Like a chat? A chat would be the best one they could do. Um, I did like the emojis. Um, you are so cute. Right? It was different than Netflix party where you can only chat and then this one had emojis, which was really nice, but they had limited emojis and I really yeah. wanted a, a barf one. one. Yeah, I wanted a vomit one because the men in the movie were disgusting and embarrassing. Um, so I wanted one of the vomit ones so I could only do an angry react, which was <laughs> there was one scene in the movie where you just kept spamming oh, the angry one. So gross. Like oh. we'll get there. 
But yeah, so Halloween Town 2, tell me, take me back to 2001 when it premiered. Did you watch it live? You were probably like three. I was so. definitely three. Um, so I don't think I watched it live, <laughs> but I did watch all the Halloween Towns religiously every year. I was so excited for October because they would play them multiple times throughout the month and they remain to this day my favorite Disney Channel movies. I'm trying to look up the date. Um, so you watched it, wasn't it like Monstober was like the Disney Channel Halloween thing? Oh my goodness, I think so. Speaking of, I was watching some Freeform recently because your boy is bored. He can only apply to so many jobs a day where without like getting brain dead, but um, he's just watching Freeform. I watched Hotel Transylvania 2 on Freeform after I watched the ending of Jumanji. It was just a nice little day. And I'm like, I forgot how much I love like these movie marathon that they have that they used to have on Disney Channel, but now that they have like these themes and then next month is like just random theme, like favorites. And then Christmas season is coming. And I do love a good old Christmas movie. You hate Christmas movies. It's okay. We all have our flaws. I I don't like Christmas music or Christmas movies. I like Christmas though. I I really do like Christmas. I just don't like. I I simp for the holiday season. It's. I just can't get. I can't. It's just the music in the movies. I do love Christmas time, Christmas season. The holiday is fun. I love it. It's just the music in the movies. When we live together, eventually we are gonna go all out for Halloween, and then you're gonna. I'm gonna run through november 1st rip all your things down and then i'm gonna be like here christmas time throw that goblin baby out the window into the dumpster all year i'll bring out my krampus stuff though that's you know that's just spooky christmas we don't do spooky christmas here no we have a we do do the gingerbread man we do a little gingerbread house oh i could fuck with a gingerbread house right now those are so fun to make but i don't really like gingerbread yeah, that's the one problem. Like, right? it, it gets it. It's kind of like too ginger snappy after a while. It is, and the the candy that they have with it, or not the candy, always the icing that comes when you make the houses. Oh my uh, god, you made that icing. Oh, it's probably just like pure sugar, but it's so delicious. Um, favorite holiday season. I mean, what's the word? Okay, flavor. My, what's your What's my favorite holiday flavor? My favorite holiday flavor. You're a pumpkin spice Pepper. girl. No, pepper. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Peppermint, like the the Starbucks at Warren Towers. Anytime I could between classes, I'd be like, vroom, I go there for that peppermint uh, frappuccino or whatever it is. Me, I got that before. My, I had an 8 a.m. class on uh, like Mondays. It was awful, but it was only in comp, so it was just next door. Yeah. I would stop at Starbucks every single day before class and get the peppermint frappuccino. The way they like saw me multiple times a day, they could have just instead of writing my name on the cup, they could have been like diabetes. Here I come. Oh my god! They should have just had it ready every day. <laughs> like that—that's my name. Boom! Let's go really? get that. But when they put that back out, you and I will have to go get peppermint frappuccinos. Honestly, I will room room to Norwalk every day oh just for the. Live only half an hour. We're four hours now. Yeah, remember when we lived so close that we could socially distance hang? Mm-hmm. Ugh. um but anyways so i looked up the uh oh wait before we move on from this conversation the cherry season during valentine's day though starbucks had this cherry drink the cherry frappuccino cherry chocolate that 
it slapped so hard. I had a sociology class and you know, you know that weird like alley behind Warren Towers and Com Cummington yeah. Mall? I had a class in there. And then that would be like my Tuesdays go to drink uh during Valentine's Day season, like all of February they had it. I never tried that or even saw it and I definitely would try that yeah do you think these drinks would have been as tasty when we were in california or do you think it's part of like the new england appeal that like it's cold outside and then we went and like risked our lives for a frappuccino i think it's the same i drink them in the summer too is it snowing tomorrow where you are because it's gonna snowstorm here excuse me um <laughs> well kate checks the instagram and the weather app um this movie premiered Halloween Town 2. We're not talking about a Christmas movie here. Um, premiered on, I just had it, October 12th, 2001. So it's been 19 years since this movie premiered. And it stars our girl, Debbie Reynolds, may she rest in peace, Kimberly J. Brown, Judith Hogue, Daniel Kuntz, um, Joey Zimmerman, Philip Van Dyke, who I found out recently, shout out Shit 90 Shows Taught Me podcast. Philip Van Dyke, who plays Luke, is the voice of Hey Arnold. not seen that show in so long i saw it recently because i was channel surfing that yeah formal former american actor best known for his role as luke in the first oh wait i think i told you this last night and yeah disney's halloween town film series and arnold in seasons two and three of nickelodeon's hey arnold um yeah and then emily rosk um who i believe plays uh sophie yeah, and also we cannot go any further without talking about Blue Mankuma, who plays Gort, the garbage collector. We stand. Anyways, um, October 12th, 2001. Do you want to get into a plot breakdown or do you want to go any memories of Halloween Town when you first watched Halloween Town 2? Sorry. Like, what do you remember from this before we watched it again last night from your childhood, from your youth? My biggest memory is honestly just waiting for October to come every year, just because I know how many times Disney Channel would play Halloween Town. Like, they wouldn't just play it once. That was, like, all they would play. And Twitches, which is a pretty good movie. Twitches, okay. Later we can do uh, this Tamara Maori tea. I will. No, Naomi. Shout out Queen Naomi. Um, She gave, (laughs) we had a little Zoom hangout last week. She told me this tea that Tamara is apparently married to some Fox News guy and now um, might have voted for the goblin. Um, and so now whenever it's the twin's birthday, uh, BET only wishes Tia happy birthday. That's hilarious. That's um, and I love that. Yeah. But anyways, you were saying so Twitch's Halloween Town, um, other movies. I mean, I would literally just watch them religiously every October. Mostly Ghostly, Who Let the Ghosts Out with Madison Pettis. And Luke Benward. Oh my God, I had the biggest crush on Luke Benward. I couldn't even tell you who that guy was. Let me look him up. Luke the Benward. Well, we, we had this conversation last time. He's from Minutemen. I just said he's in Minutemen. Isn't he the best? Oh, and Ooh, we literally had this conversation last time. I had the biggest crush on this man. Oh my God, and he's only three years His old. Wikipedia page, photo is... He was a child. He he is not good enough to date Teddy Teddy Duncan. I'm sorry. I how to eat fried worms? Oh my god. Okay, but yes, Minutemen. Um, I'm sorry. Whoever added me last time, I think it was Angel. I do know who Luke Benward is. I just never recognize his name. 
You forget every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, you know who else was in that movie? David DeLuise. I said David DeLuise was the father. And Kim Rhodes. Is that her name, Kim Rhodes? The mom from Sweet Life. Oh, yes. I was like, yeah. I, I knew she was a Disney Channel star, and I was just trying to place her. And um, Arwen, I forget. His, his, Brian Stepanek. See. Yes. Oh, my God. Everybody we need to do that next. I yeah. Anyways, um, your thoughts on the movie. We keep derailing the conversation because that's how we do it here at the Brazilian Dragon. Solid movie. Solid movie. One of the best Halloween towns. Um, I, I think the third is my favorite, um, but I honestly do love them all. They all have their own charm. Um, the fourth one is questionable. I That's a whole other story, but I'm so bothered by the character, by the main actor change that just really yeah. interrupts the story for me. Um, but regardless, Calabar's Revenge is probably one of the best Halloween times. I think I said this to you last time. I've definitely seen bits and pieces of every Halloween town. I think I've seen like parts of each one, but I had never seen the first full one until earlier this year. And I had never seen the second full, like in full in one sitting. I've always seen them like parts whenever they were on. Um, And I've done that with all of them. I think Halloween Town High was my first one that I ever watched though, like the bits and pieces. And um, the fact that they got rid of Luke for that one, hurts my soul um but anyways let's do a little quick plot summary um so the first scene of the movie isn't even about this movie it was a recap of the last movie was this needed no kind of weird. no like if anyone's watching halloween town 2 they're gonna go back and watch the old one if they haven't seen it but everyone who's coming to see halloween town 2 is familiar with the story yeah, I honestly think even regardless, it just kind of didn't seem necessary. Like, yeah. you kind of understand what's going on. Can I also just say, I hate the fact that they put Calabar's Revenge in the title. Because, like, okay, it's a kid's movie. But you could have just called it Halloween Town 2. And then in the first 10 minutes when the character's named Cal, like, there's no surprise. Like, I know that, like, within, like, five minutes after the introduction of him, he's, like the bad guy but still like come on at least a little suspense like yeah there was no twist in it you knew from start that he was the bad guy um so i felt like it was a little bland in plot yeah Uh, the plot was definitely bland but i will say kimberly j brown stepped it up in her acting this this movie yes i live for the fact that i live for the characters and by characters i I mean, even more specifically, the Halloween Town characters. I live for them, their makeup, their design, and the idea of Halloween Town. Uh, the plot is always the worst part of the movies. They're just, they're not bad plots. They're just not fully formed. Yes. I like there's, there's a lot to be desired. Like we can talk about the ending, and I have a rewrite in ready. I'm ready to rewrite the ending um but yeah so we get okay so this is a very minuscule scene that has nothing to do with the plot but it's such a through line throughout the movie marnie's on the computer for a hot second on like aim or whatever she was on back in the day in 2001 and we're supposed to gather that she's obsessed with computers based on this one exposition shot like we see her on a blog or something but like apparently she's obsessed with internet. Like she's like, oh, but when you write a code on the computer, you can like hit the back door. She'll talk about later. So we have to do go through the back door 
to cheat this curse and then like she she uses computer metaphors and then at the end she's like and Aggie's like maybe I can learn how is the world wide web like a spider thing and she's like maybe we need to get you into the mortal stuff Aggie I agree they I felt like they needed an explanation for her to figure out Trappa versus Apart I feel like they needed an explanation and then they were like this is the easiest way and just threw in a computer early on and then just tied it up with a little bow with the spider web thing. I feel like it was like a last minute. This through line did not work for me. I agree with you. Um, anyway, so we get Aggie and Sophie in Aggie's room. Um, and Sophie's like, I don't know how I feel. Something's fishy today. And Aggie is watching Astrid and Gord on the crystal ball. Um, and that's about it that we get here. And should I hit you with my Sophie thoughts now or no? Yes. Okay. I love Sophie in the first one. We all know we stand. We absolutely do stand. This, she's like three years older. So if she was like seven in the first one, she's like 10 or 11. And those kids can still be cute. But she definitely was acting. They like made her play up like the mannerisms that she had in the first one, which is a little unrealistic for me. And they played it too much for cuteness and it didn't work. Like there was a scene in particular when like, they're like, I can see the director being like, now stomp away like you would in the first movie, like stomp away aggressively like a child. And she's like this 11 year old girl stomping around. And like, I get that people do that when they're 11, but it didn't feel natural for this minuscule thing that Dylan was like, or Dwen was like, go to bed, Sophie or whatever. I agree. I think they did. I think it was clear that she was older than the character she was playing. Um, I also think that she should be a bigger character in general than she is personally. Sophie more than Marnie. And I do like Marnie, but I like Sophie a lot more. I can't stand Dylan. (laughs) He low-key has some Republican vibes going on. I don't know. Some what? Republican vibes. Never that. (laughs) Am I wrong? Doesn't he? No, because he's too science-driven. That he would be like a climate change. He wouldn't deny climate change. But maybe I'm biased. No, I think he would be a Republican um, more uh, towards the financial side of of being a Republican. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. But I definitely think that he wouldn't be a climate change. Conservative financial views. Okay, yeah. He would be like, oh, but... My taxes are in jeopardy, so I'm gonna vote for Trump. He, you know, some bullshit like that. Yeah, I hope I hope that he is in Halloween Town during an election year. How big is Halloween Town? Um, it's it's like Saint Helens in Oregon. It's like it looks tiny. It's like a little town square. Um. But I feel like it's more expansive. Like, I want to know, is Halloween Town an expansive universe? Like, does it go on beyond, like, the woodlands that they have there? Like, is it just one area of the Halloween Town world? Yeah, that's my question, too. Because, like, the mortal world is massive. It's Earth. And then, yeah. then more than Earth, technically. Yeah. Like, we, with this guy. Um, see, the guy had a British, a Welsh accent, Alex. So he has, like, Halloween Town has to be as expansive as Earth, or if not more, right? We assume, and I have many other questions. Like, if two monsters—I've never seen two monsters look 
even sort of the same. Like, they're always different types of monsters. Are there monster families? That's where my question was going. Like, if if two monsters have a baby. See, we got to, we got to, we got to, at Kimberly J. Brown. She apparently has a YouTube channel where she talks a lot about Halloween Town. We should just ask her. Create the universe. We should write the fifth one. Because Cal, there, there should, there was a moment where it's like Cal will be back. Cal never comes back. Never comes back. I don't think. And so. then so we can be like, oh, the love interests, Daniel Coons and Marnie, they grew up and they interact, and then at the end they can have a Cal redemption love story. I wasn't even a fan of Cal to begin with, honestly. Cal definitely has. We can get to Cal now since we're there. Yeah. So um, Sophie closes Aggie's room, and Alex and Cal show up at the party. Um. Before we get more on there, uh, Dylan asked the vampire girl out, I didn't even write her name down, um, out to the costume contest, and she says no. And apparently Dylan got rejected by three girls that night. So, and it's just because he, yeah, no, what you're saying definitely lines up now. Like, he didn't even dress up um, for the Halloween. Like, he was dressed up as a Republican. I'm telling you, and then he was like, oh, this isn't a costume. Oh! Red flags. Red flags. The red flags were everywhere. The flags were red, orange, yellow, green, blue. They were all over the place there. Exactly why they turned him down. I would do the same. But where were we? Anyways, Alex and Cal and Marnie is like, oh, Cal, you're a cute old lad. Let me take you upstairs to my grandmother's hidden room. Boom, I'm opening the door that wasn't there before. You can come in. We can, she's very into witches. And then so we'll talk about Marnie first, but then Cal plays this terribly. Like I'm thinking of this on a strategic level here, but Marnie is like, yeah. So my grandma, she likes witch culture and stuff like that, but you know, in a fictional way. And Cal's like, you know, but like, you know, male witches, there's, they exist too. Like they're like warlocks in a fictional way, of course. Like this like repartee, what's the French word? Repartee? Repertoire. Like the conversation that they're having, this like little volleyball, verbal volleyball that they're playing, but it's so badly done by each of them. Like, what the hell? This man gives red flags everywhere. He's so sketchy. You don't let him into your grandmother's lair. Isn't it supposed to be this big secret family, this big family secret? Yeah. And it wasn't like she told her childhood best friend or somebody she's known for years. This man she met two minutes ago. Literally brought him right upstairs into the grandma's room. Like, like Alex man. Russo held the secret that she was a family wizard from her best friend for life for like three whole seasons of Wizards of Waverly Place. Literally. M- Marty can't even do that for two seconds. Aggie, revoke her powers. And Aggie wasn't even that mad when she found out. Right? Okay. It's like when the man shrinks his little her little book down and steals it, like, and then like later in Halloween Town when she tells it, Aggie was like, Oh, that's okay. We all make mistakes. I'm like Agatha. Right? Agatha. She like literally could have killed Halloween Town. She was just she just brushed over it and I was like, I know I understand, you know, being pretty chill with most things, but this seems pretty large to just brush over. If Luke Benward came into your house and you were a witch, would you take him to your grandmother's lair and tell him about witch things just because you had a crush on him? Catherine, you have better judgment. (laughs) You can't talk about Marnie like this and then... 
No, I actually wouldn't. I'm just kidding. You would take him to your grandmother's lair for other reasons. <laughs> Speechless. That was not me who said it. That was Cindy. Ignore what I said. Oh, no, that was funny. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, so anyways, so do you have any final thoughts on this whole exchange? I, I just have so many questions. This man was so creepy. And he really was like, he was like, no, like, like, there was no flirting. Like, if you're like, I know who knows if there was like a network no, note. He did some lines. Yeah, but it wasn't like, he it so. wasn't, it was kind of like creepy flirting, not like no, but adorable I'm, flirting. Like, imagine being a 14 year old girl and this cute boy walks into the party and he flirted with her immediately. And directly. he's definitely a little older, right? Like, the character of Cal, he's probably like 17, she's like 15. Okay, yeah, something like that makes sense. But he walked in and in front of his dad and in front of her mom was like, I don't know the line at all. But that does not make that does not align with my interpretation of the character of Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn would not let that fly. Gwen would be like, nope, no boys allowed. We right. don't have fun in this house. No Halloween. He was directly hitting on her um, in front of both of their parents. And then they uh, went away. Parents. That man was a frog. <laughs> Don't ruin the ending. Spoiler alert, that man was a frog. <laughs> I was like, so imagine being 14 and this man like directly hits on you. So like, I I, I kind of see where she was going. The I one thing that, that was- I will defend Gwen, she was smitten herself. She can't. Yeah, yeah she oh. was she was distracted. Yeah. Frog man was putting moves on her. He had more game than Cal. Cal had no game compared Loki to frog did. man. He low-key did. Um, so, you know, I do see um, Marnie's side. I think it, my, my, my shock really only lies with the fact that this is such a deep family secret. Like, you know, this is literally that we are witches. This is not, I can't think of something else. Yeah, well, if you thought that they were good at keeping a secret, this was the best that they did all movie because later we see them in public. This family knows they were nothing. They were using, they literally turned the man into a frog in front of like all these teenage girls. Nobody does anything. No, but they don't, they don't have anybody's reaction. Like how nobody noticed. Yeah. See, but anyways, we can move on. Um, immediately afterwards, Cal asks her to the, to the costume contest and then yeets the hell out of that party, goes to the bus stop and does some spells there what was he he just did the gray spell right and then he took the bus stop sign and disappeared i i know what scene you're talking about um but i just like there wasn't a lot of stuff that happened he just did the lightning thing but like we have to assume he took the bus stop stuff and then went through i thought he went through the portal i don't even know where the hell he went he might have just been like at home chilling watching this all on a monitor maybe i thought I thought I remember that he he did the magic and then the portal came there. Maybe. I don't know. Cause I it was a very quick scene, so I wasn't really it was like it went it went straight back to Alex asking this was when you sent all those angry reacts. Oh, um, Alex asking Gwen to the high school costume contest as a date. Here, literally, here's the floor. Take it. <laughs> go off he was so creepy about it though like he was just creepy i was like lady this man is so sketchy it was the accent 
you don't trust men in general Mm-mm. except for luke benward um Mm-mm. you don't trust him i don't trust anybody any man every man is every man counts. okay but you said that this man had a cute accent who you did the frog man i did yes in our text exchange i don't remember <laughs> Th- th- he wasn't your favorite in the movie though there was someone else that caught your attention and that man was Gort I love him he was funny <laughs> yeah um, anyways Aggie's magic bag stops working as she's giving trick or treats out to everyone and then there's one kid who is salty um, and she's like okay let's go to Halloween Town via the portal oh no via the bus stop and Gwen is like Sophie's not allowed to go. And Sophie's like, and this is might be where she like stomps away. And Dylan's like, no, I'm not going. Um, so anyways, they exchange their walkie-talkie head things. What were they called? Headphones. They called them headphones? Oh. I think they were called headphones instead of cell phones. Um, they're actually heads. That's very funny. Yeah. And it's basically these talking skeletons that like talk to you, but with the voice of the person who is on the other line. Um, and yeah, so Marnie and Aggie go to the bus stop, but the bus stop sign isn't there. There's no bus coming. So they just go through the portal, which could have been established more. Cause like we thought the only way you could get through was through the buses, right? What? No, I, I thought the only way you could get to and from Halloween town was the buses until this thing showed up. Yeah. The portal seemed kind of thrown together last minute. Yeah, it kind of did. That was never explained previously, so I was really confused. Yeah. But anyways, they get through, and um, they and Halloween Town is gray. And they're like, what the hell? And Astrid from earlier is very bland. Do we ship Astrid and Gort? No. I was under the impression that she was, like, 20. True. True, true. You know who we could ship? Harriet from the first movie. And Gort? No, Gort deserves better. Harriet was like a banshee. You know, you know who was I... only rude because of the spell. I know, but she gave me banshee vibes anyway. She's she was such a Karen. No, she like she's wasn't. a Karen. I feel like she's a Karen. She had the spell on her though. I know, no, but I think she was a Karen in general. Oop, I hit my mic. I hope that didn't. <laughs> I think she was a Karen. I think she's secretly a Karen in Halloween Town maybe the where was it a werewolf who did the zumba class maybe her and gort or the ghost the sweat of the ghost oh i remember the ghost but i don't oh i sort of remember the werewolf what the werewolf was at the hair salon yeah do you remember there was a zumba class sort of like just like sort of like i do i don't remember who who led it i can find my notes here somewhere no i can't anyways okay but anyways okay so I said that twice. That was weird. We get to, we go back to the mortal world and Alex is leaving and Dylan hears a rivet. And he's like, what the hell? And then he turns around for a second and then he looks back. Alex is gone, but there's a frog on the floor. Talk to me about this amphibian critter that's crawling around in your house. Sketchy. Like, where did he come <laughs> from? I mean, I know where he came from. Well, actually... I have questions about that. Obviously, he's Alex, part of Alex, because Alex has multiple frogs. But, like, 
my question did he lose a finger that then turned into a frog like did he shed a frog like did he like lay a frog like an egg like where did the frog come from understand it's him but like see i never thought about that because it's a pile of frogs that's him right Right. it's not just one right maybe he lost his left nut or something I went for the I went for the shock factor in that. Maybe maybe he did because maybe so. <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, I had something to say about this topic, but I cannot forget. I cannot remember something about a ribbit. Something about oh yes, okay. So in like elementary school, quick tangent. Um, one of the kids had uh one of those birthday parties where they get like a zoologist to come and bring animals to their house, and it was like all these reptiles and my man the zoologist brought out like a snake and all these things the last thing was like some kind of frog <laughs> literally the frog he gives it to the birthday kid and in the birthday kid's hands the frog just pees on the on the rug happy birthday happy birthday the frog said what a that was like a suppressed memory i did not remember but then we were talking about the frog jumping around in the house i'm like oh hello memory it's genuinely hilarious yeah um but we got that i feel like that's kind of a birthday party you would have you love critters i actually think i did have one i think we have photos um from my old house it was either my birthday or like a family friend's child's birthday that I was at, but I have been to a party with that. But I think it, I feel like it was, oh, it might've been my neighbors. My birthdays were never that interesting. However, a friend that I recently reconnected with, he was the host of Zoom Survivor Prom Night, which spoiler alert, I placed fifth in and I was serene, zero votes against me all game. But yeah, we reconnected recently and my brother is six years younger than me. So when my mother was pregnant and he was like very close to my birthday, she was like, we're not going to go have a birthday elsewhere. We're going to be safe at home in case your brother shows up. So that happened. And then we had this backyard swing set. I think it was the same kid whose frog peed on the floor was swinging on the swing set. And then the host of Zoom Survivor, this is what I'm just gonna, runs by, gets clocked in the face. He bites his tongue. And then he was like, that's a st- I tell that story all the time. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I was deceased that he, my man tells this story as like a line to people when he's introducing himself. <laughs> that when I was, when he was like at, at someone's birthday party, he gets his tongue knocked out of him. Not, not actually like that but like Did you bite it off he bit a piece of it off i believe <gasps> i'm screaming oh my god <laughs> i love that that's just a line though but anyways where the hell were we <laughs> um we were talking about mr frogman yeah so maybe he just lost a body part but it's like an unconsequential body part right? maybe it's like unclear maybe like the uvula you would have had to have thrown it up you think right it might have been his toes we'd never see his feet in the movie who knows yeah i have a lot of questions that's what my question is is like i understand but like what yeah but anyways we go back to halloween town it's gray and cal reveals himself um is that what zoom was like in 2001 you're facing through the wall (laughs) i 
it kind that was of traumatizing. Like, that scared me. Mr. Is he called Mr. I thought I, th- I think he's called Mr. Elect Mr. Electric. In like comic books or something? No. From Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, George Lopez. Yeah, George, oh yeah, George Lopez. But I was going for the character name. But he kind of reminded me of that. No, I can I can extremely unlikable. Yeah, for whatever he has some um, Bodoc from the Marvel comics, that giant head that Patton Oswald's gonna be. Um, but like it's just it was uncomfy. Like it was unsettling. I didn't like it. I thought I remembered liking it more. But as a kid, like I remember I that scene I remembered, and no, that was very unsettling. I did not like that one bit. Right? Like it was like because they like tried to keep it like marbleized, but then they like had his lips like very defined and then like it was just weird the way he like his face moved like he had no like it was very sinister also he didn't have a lot of facial dynamic expressions these are just words i'm saying but he just looked so weird like i don't know i was was unsettling almost like you almost couldn't even tell it was him he looked like he aged 40 years i wasn't feeling that whole design however they definitely i feel like use this kind of special effect in Wizards of Waverly Place at one point. I definitely feel like they did. Probably. I think it was the common effect. Do you remember the comic, the the illustration episode of Wizards of Waverly Place? There's so many good episodes. We should just do a Wizards of Waverly Place rewatch. I would do that. Um, well, we have to finish Total Drama and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes, when I, when I am done with Spirit, I will. When have- you have a life again. <laughs> We'll have some hours back in the week. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, Benny. Ugh, oh, they also see Luke in the gray. So they're like, he's like, uh, but he also has like highlights in his hair. It's not grayed out. I'm like, okay, you couldn't at least get the head. Like everything else was gray, but these blonde highlights in his hair. Wait, was it was it meant because I know that they were doing it where you kind of go piece by piece and they like a small piece is left like did he ever get them caught did they ever go gray i don't know but luke's production design definitely changed between the first two movies like in terms of the troll part or when he when like he's quote-unquote ugly like I, he definitely like looked different at the end of the first movie compared to this movie he looks like they did a lot with it. Didn't he age? And just like in general, didn't isn't probably because of character just age. Yeah, but I feel like the facial features, it's very different. Like his nose is more witch-like and like the design on that, whereas like he had a giant nose and giant ears in the last one. I don't know how to describe it, it but like it's a thing. I'm confident. Okay, I want to look him up. Okay. While you do that, um, Benny is also a human and he's obsessed with his checkbook and he takes his slow ass taxi um, to Aggie's house, which is also gray. And Aggie, Marnie and Luke are looking for the duplicate book. Oh yeah. We we just brushed by the fact that um, Marnie, like Aggie calls Dylan and Sophie asking for a spell to reverse it and is like, it's not here. And Marnie is like, yeah, um, about that grandmother. I let this random boy into my house. This was before Cal revealed himself um, into your room. And this is where Kate got incensed that Aggie was not incensed. Catherine? I'm sorry. I'm looking up pictures <laughs> of Luke. 
I'm so confused. I'm confident. This is two different people. Do you see what I'm saying? But this also says Halloween Town too. But remember when he was at the broom shop? Like, what did he look like there? He was he was um the same guy. He was like not he was humanoid. I'm gonna have to go and like open up Halloween Town. You're gonna actually rewatch the movie. Well, I can scroll through it. I mean, okay, just watch it. Well, I'm not gonna right now. I'm yeah, like after the podcast or during it. Like like tomorrow. Oh, well, I want to hear your takes on Aggie not reacting. Not reacting to what? To Marnie telling her that she lets a man into their room. Oh my gosh, I was just so upset about that. Like. I know she's the chill grandma. I mean, she's literally the best, but that just didn't even make any sense at that point. Not at all. Like, even like, like she, you literally could have ruined Halloween Town and you don't even get a little angry. That was unrealistic as well. Um, but yeah, this is where I really started to take notice that like Kimberly J. Brown was putting on a really well acted performance, especially for a decom though. Like, I thought, like, her regret, like, in her eyes, the way she acted it. And then there's another scene later on. Um, it's at the dance when she, like, confronts Cal. That one's, like, that, I felt like she was really good there. Yes, I loved her. We love her. Thank we you. love her. Robbed Queen from uh, the fourth movie. Um. Anyways, so Marnie undoes Luke's spell while they're looking in the house. There's, like, that, like film and tv effect where they speed everything up and they just search around the house they make it a mess they can't find it but then marnie's going on she's like there must be like a trapper and luke turns back to his regular self and is ungrade and yeah so i thought the spell was supposed to be more dynamic but nope yeah i was a bit confused on that part too that that felt like um not the best writing yeah i feel like a lot of this there was like they could have like done more and it just felt a little convenient at places yeah you know i i do think so i think you know they it kind of worked or they they like could let that slide because it was really a kid's movie so that you know you don't have to worry too much about plot in a kid's movie because you know as long as it makes sense to the kids and it's a good plot to the kids like you know it's all fine but i feel like Rewatching it as you know, as somebody who's twenty two now, especially someone who wants to write, you know, like what? Like especially since we want to write and like we notice these things and like oh we could have just added a little bit more here and a little bit more there and it doesn't have to be a perfect movie since like you said it's a kids movie but like a little consistency is nice. Right. Sometimes I really just had you know some questions like this is Disney Channel though after all you know yeah extremely well known kids channel with like very popular movies for kids so you know i was a little bit thrown off by the plot and everything but i was a big fan of the visual effects they were clearly from the early 2000s were they better than the first one they were both just crystal clear from the early the green screen oh my god yeah i was living for it that's your favorite thing every time we watch halloween town the green screen oh i love all the like when they do a spell and everything or just like when they do like the puffs of magic like just like the sparkles and things like oh really really i love yeah. it but 
we're going to get to your most favorite part of the movie real soon because oh, we have one more scene to get to. Uh, Alex comes back in a frog costume and Gwen's like going to dance and Dylan's like, I'll babysit Sophie. You should go on a date. I'm like, oh, shut up, Dylan. See, now that you said that, I really hate Dylan. Right? I mean... And I was a Dylan fan. I, I feel... Am I wrong, though? Like, I feel You're like... not wrong, but you, like, ruined a character for me I'm because so sorry. You, oh. it's, you exposing this fictional character's political ideologies. I, he just... <laughs> ruined him. Like, like he, he is on screen, and, like, I just get red flags. Like, yeah. I just get his presence, like, Speaking my of which, up. Election day is coming up. Please, 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 please vote for Biden and Democratic and Blue. We need to win this. It is a dark and scary time for all marginalized people and all people that I care about. So anyways, um, Kate, once he babysits Sophie, the Halloween Town crew goes to your man's house, Gort. To look for the book. And Gort is gray. I think I prefer Gort as the gray guy than as the slob. Would agree. Would 100% agree. I think he was, there was more comedy. Like the other one was fine, but it was just one note. This one had a little bit more like dynamic in the humor. I, I think he was funnier. Like yeah. I appreciated Gort when he was at his colorful self I, I appreciated him I, I didn't stop liking him but I think it was really funny when he was trying to organize the house the socks right and the socks it was just very funny yeah. it's very he had a lot of room to play with and he did a great job dear oh, oh me oh my it was just yeah the way he was was very funny he was charming he really was charming but as they're looking through the socks, Aggie turns gray and gives Marnie a time travel spell as she's graying out. And then she also becomes fun. Like her and Gort, I would watch a TV show of Aggie I would and Gort. For, um, but yeah, so do you have any commentary on this besides the socks? I mean, can't we can't we ship them? I do ship them. Yeah. I do ship them. They give me solid best friend. Do have we ever met Grandpa Cromwell? No, I don't think he keeps even mentioned. What if it was Calabar? No, Calabar was into Gwen. Never mind. Yeah. Also, we forgot we just glossed over the fact that Cal gave her a rose, and then Marnie was like, "I should have known from the rose." I'm like, "Should you have?" Yeah, but anyways, um, so Sophie looks up uh golems and is like mom is on a date with a golem which is basically a ton of frogs who combine into one human is how i just i was a little confused on the lore of that too Um, yeah they tried to explain it but i feel like that was not if anyone like they should have put sophie in the position where she heard the rivet earlier instead of dylan Sophie's like incredibly smart. Why is Sophie not the family witch? Or you know, why is Sophie not in Marnie's place? Like Sophie, genius. Marnie. Sophie. Sophie has that like the Spidey senses or the Peter Tingle. You wouldn't get that because you don't like superhero movies. But the Peter Tingle is in Sophie. She feels it. She knows that Calabar is coming or Cal's coming. She knows mm-hmm. that something's off. She knows everything. And 
Dylan is a stick in the mud who doesn't believe her, even though there's literally evidence he saw a freaking frog on their floor. Ugh. See, now you got me heated on Dylan again. Right? I'm sorry. Not just because of that, but now I'm like, I don't I, I don't see, I can't redeem him in my He's eyes. So I'm just like, you're the worst. I can't stand him and Gwen. Oh, don't, don't attack Gwen like that. Gwen's a little oblivious to like what's happening in front of her in this movie. But like in the first movie, yes, she was trash. But in this one, she was much better. She was much better in this movie. I will agree with you. She was better in this movie. Yeah. I also thought she was also really well acting. She acted she she acted well in this movie as well um for what she was given uh very little to do with but anyways marnie jumps around time she goes like five minutes before she goes to the cavemen ages which are they in halloween time or the mortal world no because that was in the combined world honestly all not clear yeah and then she travels to cow's lair question mark I'm not sure. Well, Cal confronts her, and I don't even know what he said. He was just like, you're never going to beat me, and I'm going to... He tells her that he's going to make her mom wear a mask, right? Oh, when he's talking through the fire? Yeah. Oh, I was really... I I remember that scene, but I was confused. Was the fire... Where was the fire? Was this before... That was at Aggie's house, right? Oh. No, that was at Gort's house before the time travel. Oh, that's that's when he was saying. Yeah, because in the time travel sequence, he just pops up in his regular form wherever she lands. Oh, my bad. Oh, good. You were probably barfing because you were thinking about men. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Marnie and Luke go to Gort's house, and I'm confused. When is this take place? Because when they jump in, it's like in the 1400s when they jump through that hoop thing or right? the time travel. So they're not in the 1400s though because it was like a few years ago that I sold it to Calabar. So that did not make sense. They weren't, yeah. But anyways, they they look for it. Sophie and Dylan fly to dance. Do you want to talk about the green screen, the people and stuff? Oh, the whole part. Wait, are we at, wait what part are we? Are we at the Sophie part? and Dylan fly to the dance. Oh, when they were flying to the dance. Oh my God, they got right on the broom and flew on a broom. And then there were clearly people on the ground though. Like I, I was under the impression this was supposed to be a secret. Same, but apparently Marty don't the care. the secret was, was only because of something along the lines of like mortal people just wouldn't understand and then they would judge which I was with I, I think it was a secret because of that I don't think it was anything yeah if I remember correctly the lore was like the whole like s- separation was because the mortals thought of the Halloween town people differently and Calabar was like oh well we're gonna make them what they feared in the first movie and then bring them together and that's why they're gonna roam together and that we're gonna get gain control of the mortal world something like that right it was something weird like that like i i think that it was technically fine if they told people i think they were just trying to keep it a secret but they just like went up and flew in front of people who were on the ground and nobody said anything nobody noticed nobody really and then it was like the worst green screen where do you think they landed in the high school because there's probably like some seniors making out on the back of the the gym they're like make any sense to me like are we being careful or not because somebody needs to be clear 
there needs to be like a delineation because like it's one thing for your plot device that Marnie gives Cal access to the books, but it's another thing to like just to fly in front of humans and then later turn your date into the frogs that he is in front of all these children right, and like, create a fly in thin air. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about the rules. I have no statements, just questions. <laughs> um. Anyways, we get here. Gort remembers that he sold the book to Calabar many years ago. And this was a funny reveal just because Gort is fantastic. Again, I need to look up the name of the actor. I think it's Blue Mankuma. Something. Let me look it up because I need to give him his due. Blue Mankuma. Yes. Um, the garbage man. Uh, but anyways, uh, Dylan and Sophie confront Gwen. And again, she doesn't believe. And like, Gwen, come on. Sorry. Can you vamp for a second? Because I need to cough. Never mind. I'm back. <laughs> I'm here. Um, yeah, so uh, Marnie and Luke remember what Marnie said, and they figure out that it's Trappa based on what Marnie was saying. Um, and that's really something that's like annoying because then it's great with streaming because then you can just like go back and jump back to the scene to like see it. But like if I'm watching something, I would want to rewind and see her say it again to like, because I'm all about that like cont- continuity. <laughs> baby nothing made any sense when he wrote out whatever she was saying and then he just decided it was trappa yeah she should have read it out loud and then seen what happened to court yeah but like it wouldn't have even happened to court yeah but anyways they find it out and then they go look for the time travel spell but they can't find it because if they lost it in gort's trash thing then it goes poof. I'm like, it would have been easier for you to just explain it that like, oh, well, if you lose something in here, you'll never find it because it's a mess. I had a question about that too. What's your question? Isn't everything lost in there? Yes, but if you lose something in that no, room. No, I know. Yeah. Also, there was some giant bug that didn't make sense at one point, but okay. Well, that was the best part of the movie. That Kate wants to adopt that bug. His name was Spike, and he was like a gigantic cockroach. With oh, like- there was this running theme, speaking of Spike. There was like something, a, a dog, not a dog, but like a pet they lost named Stinky that Sophie was upset about throughout the movie. I don't really remember. Kate was not paying attention. I was paying attention. Just so when the men were speaking and she so she could angry react. Angry react. Yeah. But anyways, um Sophie conjures a fly and Alex is like, oh, that looks so scrumptious. <laughs> and he eats the fly. What what's your reaction to him eating the fly and the CGI? fantastic it was fantastic it was amazing it was everything i hoped for and more it made you happy and yeah and then gwen gets angry and she's like puts a spell on him and he becomes all the frogs and like again like we talked about in public really um and she has taken off her mask at that point um but then gort is like well you can just time travel through this portal that i have i'm like what the hell um, and then Marnie has this paintbrush that she 
Nick's big and Luke doesn't want to get on the paintbrush to fly. And he's like, well, would you rather stay here with Gort? <laughs> and he's like, nope. So they go through and they have like minutes left before. Oh yeah. Marnie has to get back to the mortal world. Otherwise she's stuck in Halloween town until next Halloween. Um, so she goes through the portal and they're just like going through and it's like 1600 by the time that the portal closes. Right. Or like that they need to speed up. It seemed very random when it when that it started in the 1400s because like why didn't it start earlier and why didn't it start later yeah they literally could have been in the 70s and it goes by one year at a time yeah it was very very odd i was confused this was very convenient way to get home like they didn't have an out to get back and then i don't know um anyways we get uh we go back to the dance gwen sophie and dylan look for cal and then um they I think Gwen sees Cal up on the risers and he mm-hmm. like shoots something to force her mask to stay on. I'm like, Gwen, why don't you just use magic to like get it off? But okay. She doesn't. I think she just panicked in the moment. Yeah. But I agree. Why I don't, I don't, I think she just seemed to panic in the moment. Um... Yeah. I, I don't know what she was doing, but it was something <laughs> and it was ineffective. Um, but we get, we go back. Marnie arrives. She changes Aggie back, Trapper, and then she grabs the portal, but the portal closes. And then this is my biggest critique of the movie. They should have made Marnie stay in Halloween Town. And I, I get that, like, maybe they didn't have a sequel lined up or like a third movie lined up. But at the same time, I was like, this is where you can, like, use those talking heads. You can get Sophie to finish the job. I just felt like it really didn't make any sense that she was just like, you know what, we're just gonna, we're just gonna break the portal, like, we're just gonna do it right now, and then they were like, well, how do we even know what to say, there's no spell, she goes, we'll just make it up, and everybody's saying it at the same time, what? And they need Luke, but Luke is like a god, he's not a warlock, yeah, and they don't have Gwen, yeah, it was, it was a whole lot of mess, they could have just had Sophie save the day there, see Marnie next Halloween, um and save the day but nope um cal changes the party people into their into monsters uh based on what masks they're wearing i also had questions on that not everybody was turned into a monster yes go on why sophie wasn't turned into a monster into the cowgirl people just like weren't yeah. Well, because yeah. they they weren't wearing masks except for well, the vampire like, girl that didn't had everybody wear a mask like it just felt so weird that only some people were chosen yeah like, it was whoever had a mask and that vampire girl because then dylan went up to her and he she hissed at him yeah like i don't know i just felt like there were just a lot of people running around with no costumes on and i was like yeah uh well in most scenarios you should be wearing a mask except at this halloween party but you shouldn't also be going to halloween parties during the virus here but everybody is buying party supplies that's beautiful well wear your mask and stay home people quarantine this virus is rising anyways um now that i'm off my soapbox marnie is like sophie we're gonna bring the portal back and they open the portal which again you can't just make up the rules. And Marnie was like, oh, but like you just create a new code if something's not working in the computer. This is that computer through line that we talked about. Um, and then Marnie confronts Cal and he like puts like these twig locks over the books. And she's like, 
well, fuck you. I'm just going to grab them. And she grabs them and Cal's like angry and he's like, I'll be back. And he like disappears. And then Aggie reverses the curse in the in the mortal world. She's like, well, let me put my glasses on. And then she does it. And then the principal's like, this was one weird party. Whoever designed it, thank you. <laughs> right? I felt like the way that she defeated him was kind of lame. Um, it was kind of like in It, Chapter 2, when they defeat Pennywise. All they do is say, you're a clown, you're a clown. And then he becomes like teeny tiny. And then they just pull his heart out. Like that was so, that was the ending. That, it really was like anticlimactic. Like we wanted a showdown. Like get get some wizard wands out here. Draw blood. Draw blood. Um, but it's also a children's movie, so maybe not. <laughs> we Draw wa- a little blood. <laughs> Cal, like fling him into the wall. Please, something. But, yeah, so then they end up going uh, back home and the Cromwells restore Halloween Town. So if he runs around his trappa, 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 trappa. And then Luke is like, come on, Dylan, just say something. Do it once. And he does it on Benny and Benny's like... Bruh says some stupid dad joke i didn't really like benny honestly ever even in the first one I just don't talk about our our hunger games winner like that i'm sorry i've never been a benny fan yeah benny's definitely overrated i think this is the last appearance of benny if i'm not mistaken that's unless he comes back in fine. the fourth but and that's fine yeah i like benny as a skeleton more than benny as the gray guy though yeah i guess i did like him more as benny definitely is problematic I like, think if he existed yeah, today, he'd be kind of problematic. I think the idea behind his character is fine. Like, I don't, I kind of like that he's a skeleton that is, you know, makes lame jokes and he's like, I don't know. I like his character idea. I just don't like the way he's written. I don't like his dialogue. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can get down with that. But anyways, that's the end of Halloween Town and there's no really like tease for a sequel. They don't really return to the mortal world either. There's nothing really like it doesn't feel like it ended, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there was something missing, like even whether it's a cliffhanger or just like a cap on the movie. I agree. Yeah. I felt like it was short and 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 not as fleshed out as it could be. I feel yeah. like if I handed it that into one of our professors, they would give me a bunch of red things to fix. Yeah, um, it was still a fun time to watch, though. I enjoyed it, but it was I, just like, I was a bigger yeah. fan of all the visuals. And again, I think Kimberly J. Brown was a lot better in the acting department this movie than. I guess. Yeah. I live for Disney Channel acting, though. No, I was impressed for Disney Channel acting. That's the thing. Like, this is compared to some of the recent decoms I've been watching. Like, I think it was like, I was like surprised. Like, it's no, it's no lyric Ross from This Is Us, but she was like a good child actor here. Kate needs to watch This Is Us. This is my campaign. One day. At a time. Anyways, uh, let's do MVPs and LVPs. Who did you give your MVP to this movie? What? Who is the MVP of this movie for you? What are my other options? Which character is your MVP? No, what am I? What are we gonna? What are all of the options? I don't want to give it to the wrong character. Uh, 
Gort, Astra, no, anyone in this movie in Halloween Town 2. Is it, but is it just MVP and then LVP? Yes. Okay. Your most valuable player and your I, least valuable player. I, just, I didn't know how many we were going to, I don't want to give it to the wrong character. You act like you've never been on this podcast before. You said it was June. <laughs> um, I'm kind of stuck between Gray Gort and Sophie. Spike. Spike. The cockroach. <laughs> okay, okay I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ty. Ty between Gray Gort and Spike, his pet cockroach. Okay. Regular Gort's cockroach. Oh yeah, yeah right. See, I, I think I was gonna give it to Gray Gort too, but who am I gonna give it to now? I think I'm gonna give it to the frog man, just because he made me ask questions. He was fun. Give it to the frogs. He, yeah, the frogs itself. Um, no, because Marnie can't get it because she let Cal into the room. Right. Aggie, Aggie's fantastic, but like she didn't really do anything noteworthy in this movie. She was just kind of a presence. I agree. Yeah, like, she kind of got she, I was, she a little was, past. Yeah, she she like also gave Marnie such a pass on right. what she did. Um, Gwen's not really relevant to the Never. movie. Oh, you know who? I'm giving it to the vampire girl for standing up, Dylan. <laughs> Honestly, now that I know that he's a Trump supporter, no, I would give it to her too. I would agree. Apparently, there's a conspiracy that the guy who plays Dylan died at one point, but it's not like a real like he didn't die; he's still alive. But this is also something that I heard on shit nineties pot shit nineties shows taught us. Um, everyone give that podcast a listen. They do; they're doing Boy Meets World coverage as well as some nineties Halloween movies like Casper and Halloween Town of the first. Well, we did Halloween Town first. <laughs> Anyways, so is that is it sort of like the Avril Lavigne theory? Sort of, yeah. I don't find dead celebrity conspiracies funny. Is that is that messed up? Like, because I, I feel like I'm a fun sponge, I but I I don't think it's like I don't know. I don't find. I think the... they're just a. I think they're just kind of a lame theory. Like the fun conspiracy. Did you see the pyramid? of conspiracy like the ones that are safe to believe to like enjoy and find entertaining versus like canon no but if you see it again send it to me i will send it to you like the conspiracy i enjoy is the one like have you heard the the baseball one that's like uh not uh kevin costner there was this one guy who like had the most consecutive days played and then he uh, he didn't show up, and they just canceled the game the night that because he found out Kevin Costner was sleeping with his wife, and he punched him out or something. I'll find that one. It was it was on a Renap episode, Robin Kibanita podcast. But anyways, um, who's your LVP? So we give our MVP to Gray Gort, Spike, and the Vampire Girl. Let me see if she has a name. She does. Cindy. Just- Cindy. <laughs> Her name is Sydney. <laughs> For those that don't know, Kate's enemy in life currently is now named Cindy. I don't believe it. They and her name is Cindy. Such a wonderful girl. The name of the devil. Well, she was just like a vampire. But anyway, Grey Gort, but not regular Gort. Grey Gort, Spike, and Cindy. Anyways, who's your LVP? Dylan. See, I can't give it to Dylan. Gwen, Gwen in the first movie, but Dylan in this one. 
I didn't give it to Gwen either because um uh is is Harriet in this movie? No. Um I kind of want to give it to to Marnie for creating this whole sequence of events. Um I also kind of want to give it to the writers for not <laughs> doing a better job with this movie. <laughs> I'll give it to Marnie because she done fucked up and she knows it and she didn't get enough she didn't atone and repent for her actions like yes halloween town almost got destroyed but she i still feel like she would have done it again i agree i agree. I feel like she'll like the first random she sees that she has a crush on like she'll go on one tinder date with some guy and be like yo i'm a witch i agree i agree with you completely i understand giving it to Marty. Okay, now out of five stars, how many stars would you give this movie? And how would you have rated it as a child? If you can recall. Four and a half now, five as a child. I think I give the first one a four and a half. So I'm going to give this one a four because I thought the first one was better. But that just that might just be recency bias in the bad way because I'm like this one was not as good and also just talking it out with you I feel like I have a lot more critiques than I realized. I agree. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed watching the movie a ton, but I feel like I gave the first one a five before and a five now, so that's why this one's a four and a half before and a five now. But I also think Cal's a weak villain, and I remembered him being a better villain. He's barely in the movie. Well, this is a different person. This is his son. No, I'm talking about Cal. Like, I remember from this movie, he was more omnipresent and more of an antagonist. And this one, he's just more of like a thought who appears every once in a while. He's in the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes and then like two other times throughout the movie. But he's not in the first movie. No, I know. I'm talking about in this one. When I remembered this when I was oh, younger. I remember it as a kid. I'm Cameron. Yeah, I thought he was a better villain. And then this one, I'm like, okay. no, he's like a very weakly written villain. Also, he has very much, he very much has daddy issues. <laughs> yes he does um but yeah so i give this do i give it a 3.5 no i'm gonna stick with a four i don't remember what i gave the last halloween down i should have probably re-listened to that podcast but i didn't because i didn't <laughs> I'm uh, whatever i gave halloween town this is lower yeah half Half a star lower. I went in thinking this one would be higher before I even watched it. And then I watched it and I was like, okay, it's kind of around the same part. But then we talking it through with you. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a lot of plot holes. And like that time thing at the end really bothered me. I agree. Um, I, I still think that the third one is the best one. And we'll get to that eventually. Do you want to do it soon? We'll, yeah. we'll find it. Yes. Because I kind of wanted to watch the thir- third one as soon as I finished this one. I was like, I'm in it. Let's, as soon as I'm done with Spirit. Let's get that Ryan and Sharpay action, but with Kimberly J. Brown instead of Ashley Tisdale. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, that's about it on Halloween Town 2. Uh, here, uh, the last line of the Wikipedia one. Cal will return for his revenge. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he will not. He literally, I don't think, yeah, is he in the third one? I don't think so. I think He's not in any of them. Nice. Yeah, you know that they're dating now, right? Mm-hmm. Him and Marnie. Um, anyways, um, Kate, uh, I had something to ask about Halloween Town. Oh yes, what would Halloween Town Five be about? Or do you want to wait until we finish the other two Halloween Towns to discuss? Thank because I think this one, question. Halloween Town Five, needs to be the Return of Cal. I think. I think we should save the question. 
Sounds good. Anyways, Kate, do you have anything that what's what are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? Music wise, podcast wise, what do you what films are you watching? What games are you playing? Give us a recommendation for the audience. Well, um, I've been watching The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, I'm too scared to watch that, but I want to. <laughs> not that scary so far. Um, do you need to watch Hill House first? No. No? Would recommend you do, but that's... Because Bly Manor has more people of color, so I'm automatically interested. I see. I, I, I'm with you. I see your point. Um, Bly Manor is not as scary as the first one. The first one did have some good shock moments, um, but I would recommend the first one just because it was a great, great series, but... So See, far, if we were living together, I'd watch it with you, but I don't know if I can watch it on my own accord. Yeah, the first one does have some jump scares, but the second one, or Bly Manor, so far, I'm, I think, a little over halfway through, and I haven't had any jump scares yet, um, but I'm still working through it, so I would recommend it. Um, I'm not really watching anything else. I was watching Lovecraft Country, but I accidentally stopped in the middle of it so i have to go back and finish that when i have more time oh, I, that's on my list i don't i just don't have it's hbo good. so it's, I, it's it's a little dense so i get kind of confused yeah. quickly you, you you know it's one of those things that if you miss anything you you miss a bunch of things automatically um but regardless it's still good and the visuals oh my god the visuals hbo is just like cinematography porn beautiful it is like beautiful. between that and euphoria and all this other stuff like Where those visuals yeah um games i haven't played any new games graveyard keeper would always recommend graveyard keeper it's like uh emo emo star emo stardew valley uh, uh kate is also over the among us craze because she wore tit spirit i was in it for like a day <laughs> and it was because of me yeah i mean it's fun but i just it's just the same game. It would be over. fun if we were if we were like playing with friends instead of those. I men. can totally see that. I think it would be a lot of fun if a bunch of us, when we were in LA, all played together. That would be fun. Remember when we had our spring break party, and we didn't know that times were changing, but it was like the last weekend before times changed. I will never forget. Was so I wish you were coming tonight to the to the I don't even know if people are still coming, but the Halloween town, the Halloween Zoom thing that I'm gonna throw. Justine's coming. Oh, I miss Justine. I literally I got your Facebook invite, but I literally have work. Yeah. If it's still going on when you get home, text me and I'll send you the link. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you it's know. It's still on. Yeah. I'm just gonna extend our hours to eleven thirty tomorrow and then Halloween night. Or no Halloween. Do you wanna do you wanna give me a discount so I can get like teeth dye? I wanna paint my teeth so I can be Joe Exotic's husband. Um, well I get 30% off, but I have to be there. I will drive to Norwalk to pick it up. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you can be Joe Exotic. No. Carol Baskin was terrible on dancing with the stars. Absolutely not, horrendous. I will not be. I'll okay. give you three guesses. One was a Disney song, and then two other random songs that she danced to. I will not know. Eye of the Tiger. What's New Pussycat? In Circle of Life. Which she really should have done Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, but no. Interesting choices. She had a, it was a cat theme. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Did you see that she recently came out as bisexual? No. No. I don't know if it was for publicity or not, but I was like, Carol Baskin. Like, I will believe you, but also... I don't trust you. 
I don't trust you. Where's your husband at? Hey, he was pretty abusive. I looked. Up. No, he definitely was. But like, where where he at though? I said, did you kill him? I look away. Um. But anyways, any final recommendations for what people should watch or listen to besides this podcast? Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Okay, sounds good. Kate, do you have anywhere people should follow you on the socials? I have an Instagram. Tears you apart. That's my Twitter. I will bleep that out. I will cut that out. Yeah, that's fine. It's a great follow. I will say that. Thank Good you. content. I Anyways. Random. Yes. Links. Anyways, in terms of my plugs, you can follow my main at tweets by Fleep. You can follow the Brazilian Dragon Brazil Dragon Pod on both Instagram and the Twitter. I believe we have a TikTok that I don't know how to use, but I need to start using it because TikTok looks hella fun. Like, I love watching the TikToks. I just don't know how to make the TikToks. Um, You can also email us at braziladragonpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the iTunes store. It helps us find, uh, attract new listeners. Um, We have some new projects coming in the work. I'm definitely wanting to expand the network, do some new stuff. Not that this is a network. This is not a network. The podcast. Expand the podcast. Um, Yeah, so rate us, review us. We'll be back with a Vampire's Diaries podcast real soon. I've only seen the first and the last episode, so it will be a fun time. I will be educated in the Vampire Diaries lore for Halloween. Um, and then also Big Brother 7, finale week. Big Brother 22 ended last night. We're going to do our finale pod for this rewatch. And then we'll have one more podcast afterwards where we do, you guessed it, Brazilian Dragon Games 2, Hunger Games. We're going to see these all-stars battle it out and talk about all the big brother all-stars shenanigans um with that said also check out ink in there not officially a sister podcast but jacob's my boy and he's the co-host and in there an avatar rewatch podcast and besides that just like follow us on the socials and kate will be back to talk about halloween town hi eventually um i don't think dylan's in that one so yes, he is <laughs> he is sophie's not in it sophie's not in it kate is raging i i just think that she should be the does he get who does he is it who plays him is it the same guy it's the same what? guy no he's sophie's in, in it sophie's oh, in halloween so Hi. sophie's not in the third one i mean the fourth one the fourth one is dylan in that one either dylan is in yeah. there yeah He's in all four. Anissa, Summer Bichelle, The Magicians. Oh my God. I don't even know who this lady is. Apparently she's a genie. Anyways, Kate, any final thoughts? Um, watch all four Halloween towns in honor of Halloween. Yes. And enjoy our podcast. Let us know what you think in the comments, on the Instagram, on the Twitters. Rate and review. And see you for how when we go to high school in Halloween Town High. Now, Kate and I are going to grab our broomstick and green screen the hell out of here. <laughs> Bye.